1: The opinion line on Cork's 96 FM. Vaping. Um, there's a survey has come out from Feroiga, the youth organization. Now they did this survey among their members in Sligo. But Feroiga are everywhere. They're all over Cork, very active in Cork. Fantastic organization. And they found in the survey that they did, of the people that they surveyed, one young person in three, between the age of 13 and 16, has at least tried vaping. Some of them are doing it regularly. Some of them have merely tried, done it once or twice. But between the age of 13 and 16, one young person in three has attempted vaping. According to this survey research done by Faroiga in County Sligo and because they're nationwide you could do that anywhere I wonder what you'd get if you did it in Cork it's research that has been uh, described as quite shocking by Dr. Garrett McGovern now, Garrett is a GP specialising in addiction medicine based in Dublin um, Garrett you're one of these you're not one of these people calling for a ban on on vaping and let's establish that from the start. But but 13-year-olds getting their hands on these things, that's something you believe has to stop. Good morning.
2: Good morning, PJ. Yeah, I, I, I would be, I mean, I don't think anybody could, could look at a piece of study, a survey like that, and look at 11 to 13-year-olds vaping. I mean, there's nobody going to stand over this. So, yeah, I, I, I was a bit shocked at the, 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 the age of which... Um, uh, young people are, are vaping. So that, that has to be a concern. I don't think
1: anybody in my position would feel any differently about that. Mm. Now, as a medic yourself, you see a place mm. in society for vapes. Let's deal with that first.
2: Yeah, so, I, I mean, cigarette smoking kills probably somewhere in the region, of about 6,000 people a year in Ireland. Um, we, we, I mean, I don't want to teach anyone, any of the listeners, how to suck eggs. We all know what cigarette smoking does. We know from... Uh, research now over the last sort of 20 years a lot of stuff coming out of the UK in terms of the Royal College positions in terms of relative harms and I work in sort of an area where relative harm means a lot to me I mean you, you could argue as doctors, we're all trying to reduce harm with lifestyle factors and giving medications to people. There's very few illnesses that are curable, so so it, it's certainly a a tool that I am very much in favour of to to help people get off cigarettes. And, and to bear in mind, PJ, that getting off cigarettes is very hard, no matter what way you, way you do it. It's a very very hard habit to crack. It's a deeply entrenched habit. And really, the you know prevention without a shadow of doubt is better than cure. The 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 the, the earlier you start, the more likely you are. To develop a lifelong tobacco habit, so we want to stop the initiation of people to cigarette smoking. Absolutely, so so electronic cigarettes, without a shadow of a doubt, have the role There's possibly as many as and there's a I, I apologies for the divide. We can't get absolutely accurate figures on this. Maybe between 150 and probably 200 thousand people vaping in this country. Now the vast vast majority of those are not children, by the way, and that's what all the the the, the international studies will will tell us. Um, it's very visible though with children. You you don't tend to notice somebody walking on the road who might have something in their mouth that maybe cigarettes, may be a vape, the way you would if you saw someone in a school uniform. So it does strike the consciousness of of anybody when they see somebody so young taking it. So I think we 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 if we're going to have legislation and we're going to really do this properly, we need to have legislation that uh, protects young people so that they're not they're not vaping, and particularly eleven to thirteen is is quite incredible. Um, but not putting red, red, uh, regulations in place that will, will reduce access to people who need them. I suppose that's the skill. That's the skill.
1: Let's look at that because you accept, and I think, look, the evidence is out there painted high, that it can help people to, to cut their habit. I had one friend who yeah. went from 50 a day to five a day with the help of a vape back in the early days of it. So, you know, I have the evidence of my own eyes there in front of me. But what we have in surveys like this and studies like this is people who've never smoked in their lives taking up vaping. That's not what they were intended for, is it? No, no, they're not a recreational tool, that's
2: for sure. Um, I would say one thing, though, that, um, I mean, I know I, 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 the, the idea that, that that people who are taking them 11 to 13 will have never smoked. Well, you'd hope they'd never smoked. I mean, 11 to 13 smoking is, is, is very worrying. It does happen, but that that's worrying. So we don't want young people to smoke, but equally, we don't want young people at 11 to 13 vaping, that's for sure. But I think we have to guard also against the idea of a moral hysteria around it as well. We don't want to kind of go, oh God, every single young person. I, I just think, I think we need to be honest about this debate and we need to be honest about the d- data, not, 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 not frighten families and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We need, to, we need to be on this. There's no doubt about it, but we need to get good information out there.
1: Yeah, I, I'm imagining um, parents listening to us who might have found uh, vape packaging or even the remains of a vape in a 12-year-old's school bag or something or a 14-year-old's yeah. school bag. That parent will be very worried. What should they do?
2: Well, uh, that's a good question, but you, you, you could say this about any any suspicion of taking any drug, and I include alcohol in there. We often think, God, you know, alcohol's legal, so why should we be worrying about that? Believe you me, we should be worried, mm. particularly in young people. Uh, you, you have to have a conversation with a young person, but but it's a very tricky one with a young person because you, young people are conditioned to lie <laughs> when something like this happens. As a parent, I concur. <laughs> right? So they're going to tell you a fairy story. They're going to tell you it was John's. It was going to tell you it, it flew out of the sky and ended up in their bag. So I, it's a tough one. But I think in a broader sense, I mean, it is of a concern, obviously. But sometimes if, if you're worried about any sort of an addiction in a child, sometimes you're worried about their behaviors and stuff like that. So I, I think the, the, the parents need to explore it. But again, it goes back to my point, how the hell are 11 to 13-year-olds getting these things? Mm. I mean, we need an age restriction. I mean, it's hard to believe in, in October 2023 that we don't have an age restriction on these things. And they need to be pleased better. And I know people have this um, idea about the, the, um, the marketing of them, you know, the bright colors and stuff like that. And the marketing needs needs work. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, regardless of marketing, regardless of the lovely colours, how are 11 to 13 year olds getting hold of these? I mean it's been attracted towards them as one thing but they have to be sold electronic cigarettes
1: Let's focus on that for a second if we can um, because you are calling for age restrictions I was out the other day in a shopping centre with my son, we were just wandering around picking up a few bits and pieces we went one of them bargain shops, I won't mention the name but obviously, and there in front of me is a rack of Vapes and yeah. six and seven and eight year olds looking at these pretty coloured boxes—they shouldn't be yeah. able to do that, Garrett, should they? No,
2: no, 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 no—that—that—that—that's out, and and that's the problem. Is I think you have to remember the way electronic cigarettes are sold. The whole thing about disposable vapes—I have mixed feelings about because. I think if it's police properly, we could have disposable vapes. Now, there's a whole um, environmental mm. thing about disposable vapes, but uh, but I, I I so I have mixed feelings about it. But I do feel this. This is this is my own view on this. the real stockists, the the vaping stockists, are, are are really very knowledgeable on on electronic cigarettes. They they will tell you themselves. They've brought in their own self enforced age restriction. They wouldn't sell to them. They're only interested in smokers coming in to get it. But they are available everywhere, and, and the knowledge base of the people selling them is next to zero.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: And if it's in a place, but it's a bargain store, you know, like any retail unit, cash is king. They want to make money. I can understand that. But the idea that a... A, a retail a person behind the till would sell something to an neighbor that's just wrong it's you know, just plain wrong so that can't happen uh, so we need, to, we need to get on top of that
1: We know they contain an addictive substance so you wouldn't be allowed to sell a can of beer to a 12 year old you wouldn't be able to sell cigarettes actual cigarettes to a 12 year old but no. a 12 year old can no. walk up to the counter with one of these things and you yeah. can sell it to them if this requires legislation does it not?
2: it It absolutely requires registration, but it needs to be legislation uh, as i said that's appropriate i mean you've got to remember that that if we're going to have legislation, we need legislation to protect young people from access because they're not using them for a quit and smoke i don't know if there's any doubt about that um and we also need to make sure that the access doesn't prevent the people who need them getting them, right? Now, Now, what I'm getting at here is the whole thing around flavours, right? Now, we haven't really talked about that, PJ. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure we're probably running over. No,
1: I'm, I'm happy to go there
2: if you want. Yeah, the flavors is a very interesting thing, right? So everybody always thinks that flavors is a kid's thing and only kids will be interested in flavors. There's no doubt kids would be interested in flavors. But actually, if you look at the research, and it's really tidy on this, about 70% of people who use electronic cigarettes will use them for flavors. In other words, they want to get away from tobacco flavor. So, 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 from the flavors point of view, in in jurisdictions in San Francisco, where they were re- reducing access to flavors, they they what they noticed was that less people were using electronic cigarettes. I'm talking about smokers. So, it, you you can ban flavors. There's no there's no. Uh, hard evidence anywhere that tobacco flavour, and I'm and, and I'm talking about the most obvious tobacco flavour, which is smoking, ever stopped young people taking up smoking. So I think we have to we have to make sure that it's a it's appropriate. And I I know many of my colleagues will disagree with me about flavours, but I, I I you know I've talked about this kind of in in some detail, and if you look at the research, it's not good around banning flavours and thinking that the problem will go away. We, we you cannot have people with impunity selling electronic cigarettes to 11 to 13-year-olds. That's just not not acceptable. It wouldn't be acceptable with alcohol. So how do you do that? How do you police it or monitor it so that young people are not getting access to these things? The, I, I might say this, though, PJ, that the... the there is evidence that older people also are going in to get them for younger ones. So there's a there's a bit of a, yeah. how do you monitor that?
1: Leopard doesn't change its spots. They, they, they've done that yeah. for drink, they've done it for cigarettes, and now they're presumed, presumably doing it for for vapes, vapes, but certainly age restriction and a, a way to enforce yeah. it is. Let's, lastly, Garrett, if we could look yeah. at two things. One, the addictive nature of vaping uh, as compared yeah. for example with the addictive nature of uh, of smoking a cigarette are they comparable
2: yeah. well this is a great question actually i'm glad you asked this because you have to remember everybody uh, if you remember when we were were kids and i'm a similar age group to yourself so you remember those little cartoons of nicotine and yeah. you, just, you know bringing in the thing and over the years when, before I got into this work, before I was a doctor, before I really thought about the issue to, to any great extent, I thought nicotine was this terrible evil thing that, 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 that was causing all the damage. I realize now that whilst the nicotine is addictive, in a cigarette, now a cigarette has about 7,000 chemicals, there's many addictive qualities to a cigarette. And also there's a ritual to a cigarette. There's a burning, there's a smell, you know, hand-to-mouth thing going on. But the nicotine doesn't cause the harm. This is the interesting thing a lot of people don't realise the nicotine doesn't actually cause the harm in terms of what will be their demise later on. So when you get COPD or emphysema or worsening asthma or mm. lung cancer or heart disease nicotine doesn't do that right so so what we're, we're looking at is like and nobody would argue that nrt as in patches and gum does any harm to you you know my patients So you're not meant to stay on them for forever in a day but a lot of people say look i'm staying on them forever in a day because if i come off them every time i come off them i smoke so you see there's harm reduction in itself so of course it's addictive but is it harmful that's the big question and i think if you look at the research. It's probably no more harmful than caffeine. Actually, they're very similar drugs—caffeine and di- nicotine—and what in in terms mm. of what they do on their own. I mean, no, just know, on their own. I know, I
1: know, I know, so, I know. So I think people need to be aware of that. As a person with a with a, a caffeine habit, I, <laughs> <laughs> I get, <laughs> and I yeah, describe I'm it as like a ca- myself, <laughs> a caffeine habit. Yeah. L- lastly, Garrett, on the medical effects of it. I remember when vapes became a thing first. Yeah. Everyone was talking about popcorn lung and and damage that we yeah. might not see. And uh, yeah. even a, up to a year or two ago, the jury, certainly pre-pandemic anyway, the jury was out. Has that jury come back yet? So popcorn lung's a myth,
2: right? It, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is a condition, but it's not related to electronic cigarettes. Okay. So that's, that's out. The other one was a valley, right, which was electronic uh, vaping associated lung injury. And everyone seized upon that and said, well, look, a valley in the U.S. It was a U.S. phenomenon, but a valley wasn't caused by, by commercial electronic cigarettes. It was caused by bootleg vaping equipment. We know that to be true. The CDC over there in in America, you know, uh, have have done their final deliberations on this. But still, I hear people go, oh, electronic cigarettes are harmed. They cause a valley. They don't cause a valley. Please don't say they cause a valley when that's not the truth. Don't be piggybacking on what happened with a valley. There were bootleg uh, equipment or or vaping equipment. It wasn't commercially sold. And the electronic cigarettes. And they are very, very tightly regulated from a European level.
1: Mm. so I'll just come back to where your, your key point here before I let you go and that is they have their benefits, you as a doctor mm. see the benefits but you do not want yeah. 11 to 13 year olds getting their hands on these things not at all, it's just unacceptable and it should not be happening and we need
2: to, we, we need to get to the root of that as, as much as anything else what's going on here, how are 11 to 13 year olds getting their hands on, on vapes I mean it's, it's ridiculous
1: Dr. McGovern, I've enjoyed our conversation very much thank you